another remarkable year across the league. We led the nation in attendance in the sport of football. Yet again, the most viewed college football championship game, won five national championships, concluding with Vanderbilt's national championship in the sport of baseball. The nice thing about winning the baseball championship is like you don't lose a game for two months before the football season begins, so you get to enjoy that. Uh, announced that we'll be in Atlanta next year for Media Days and in Nashville in 2021. I think it's a new concept to move Media Days around for us, but it was healthy last year, and those are healthy opportunities for us in the future, allow some creative thinking about how we make sure you and the media are able to do their work and see what else we might be able to add around this event. Uh, shared some perspectives on sports gambling, one of which is our presidents and chancellors had me write to NCA President Mark Emmert and share our desire for them to continue pursuing some federal legislation around uniformity and national sports gambling standards. Uh, I also think we need to be careful about mental health issues uh, for our student athletes. These, these are real issues that our student athletes are talking about with us regularly. Our campuses do well in supporting and meeting their needs, but we can add to those. We can add to those by doing certain things. I think gambling and the pressure there could be a part of that. I uh, talked a lot about officiating and, and external review and some of the changes that have taken place. Some around how we communicate about officiating. I'm happy to talk about any of those issues or whatever else may be on your mind. So uh, rather than talk for 20 minutes like I did in the big room, let's see what you want to discuss. Hey, it's uh, Andy Cobb here from KMIZ in Columbia, Missouri. I'm curious, if the Mizzou sanctions do not get overturned, what kind of message do you think the NCAA is sending? I don't want to speculate, so there's, there's a hypothetical there. I think into, all of these issues are reminders of the need to be overly attentive from a compliance standpoint. Uh, I am concerned about what I perceive as a, as a rigid application of a penalty matrix, but the NCAA Board of Directors said, here's the prescribed penalties for activities. Um, it suggests that, that may, we, we may not be in the right place with that penalty structure. Uh, yet the message has been to, to avoid these problems, and we're going to work to continue to avoid these types of problems in the league. Second row to your right. Uh, Tatum Everett, Fox out of Nashville. That was loud. Uh, you mentioned healthy options for media days, moving it to places. What made Nashville that destination after you have been here and in Atlanta? I'll, I'll talk about Atlanta, and then if I can, you know, the College Football Hall of Fame was, was a natural for us, and so we were if we were going to move after 30-plus years here in the Birmingham and Hoover area, we wanted to go to places where we thought we had the successful base. And Nashville, given what we do there in basketball, uh, Vanderbilt's presence, the passion for the University of Tennessee locally, but also the accessibility of the city for any other fans or media who want to be a part of the event in Nashville, we can make that happen. You have a, a brand-new hotel that has been very interested in being a part of this experience, so we look forward to that venue. Right hey, side. Commissioner, how you doing? Right now, I'm well. A um, couple of questions for you. One, you talked about um, the attendance within the SEC, how healthy it is. But with the changing landscape of, of football as it stands, how do you long-term keep butts in the seats in stadiums? We talk about it every day in, mm -hmm. in some ways. And 
we're seeing, uh, I don't know if it's a demographic change, if it's uh, an expectation change and ripple effects from the college football playoff, it's, uh, if it's a need to adjust stadiums that may have, may have worked in, in another setting. And we made a change to our alcohol policy mm -hmm. that is one of those things that we heard constantly. So from a conference office, uh, we have almost for a decade now been in the activity of fan surveys. Um, as I think about analytics and researching information, we may be even more active in learning. Our campuses are all active in learning and adjusting, and and, and the, these attendance issues affect them most directly. And 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 then how do we bring together our, our directors of marketing to collaborate? Um, it's not about television. We've had every game on TV for decades. Okay. Um, the kickoff times have been varied between early, midday, and late. For decades and so how do we learn and adapt to figure out what's important and where do we need to adjust and then what can we do to adjust to meet meet our fans interests and needs those are the types of questions we'll ask continually the other thing that I was really encouraged that you talked about opening in your opening statements and here was mental health mm -hmm. and um, and obviously with the work that I do with my other hat with changing the narrative I, I just know how paramount that is and to have a commissioner speak about it in their opening statements in the media. I just want to applaud you because what I have learned is if you start talking about it and take the mask off, then these young people are more and more prone and they feel okay sharing their struggles. I'm curious as a commissioner, because nobody wants to lose a player, nobody wants to have a player that's struggling inside. As a commissioner, what is your edict to your schools um, to, to have increased awareness around mental health? Thank you for your comments first. And those comments are driven by listening to our student athletes uh, in very sincere and specific ways. And, and your question really is their question is, what can you do as commissioner to help better support the mental health of our student athletes? And, and, and that's where we've had really candid conversations about a, a lot of this need is individualized. So I'm not able to sit in an office in downtown Birmingham and meet the needs of 5,400 student athletes, but we can, can raise the level of attention. We've also spent time learning about what happens on our campuses, and as I shared, the good news really removes the need for an edict because our, our universities, first of all, for their student bodies, because that's, that's a reality as well for, for young people, be they students or student athletes. Our, our universities provide uh, mental health counseling, but our athletics departments have done that. We have athletics departments who have added four, five, and six counselors. Uh, just to meet those needs. The, the pressures are different. Uh, one moves from a high school setting where they may have been a big deal in a town and all of a sudden their names all over the media or social media, hopefully for good things. Uh, but at 18, not everyone's prepared for that. And uh, the, the, the reality is our universities and their athletics to pro programs are, are continuing to evolve and helping people meet those challenges. That's, that's the challenge. Here in the middle. Patrick Brickman, uh, WBMA here in Birmingham. It's certainly exciting to have Media Days moving around to other cities, but where does Hoover stand when it comes to future sites? We didn't announce past 21, and we'll go through a process 
at some point. We don't have a timeline to consider uh, opportunities. We play our baseball tournament here, and we've had this incredibly successful baseball tournament, uh, part of which is driven by the commitment that the city of Hoover made to the campus around the Met. Uh, we had our largest attended baseball tournament. So uh, understand there are a lot of things. A lot of people have interest in the conference, which is great if you're me. And we'll walk through a decision-making process for 22 and beyond. And, and I would expect Hoover and the Birmingham area would be part of that conversation, along with uh, other metropolitan areas. To the right, fourth row. Hi, I'm Melanie Posey. I'm actually with the city of Hoover. So based upon that similar question, let me ask this. Can you say what Hoover has done right in the past few years, first of all, and then second of all, what can we as a city continue to do to make ourselves attractive to these processes? Well, you know, baseball is a great example of, of a city that's done something right. We, we had a baseball stadium, we had the end of an agreement, and we had the need, and, and really my first year, the responsibility to look beyond to see are there better situations, because my responsibility is to find the best opportunities for the Southeastern Conference. Uh, we now have an indoor facility that I think the city benefits from year-round. There was just a, a, a basketball tournament there last week that drew our coaches in. Uh, you see this uh, playground and recreation area, practice fields. And so they've built this synergy around baseball that I think is a, a really great answer for baseball. Now, what's the right answer for football media days? Our, our, our um, event has changed. We have more people. We have more needs, more media, and uh, the facility works now, but as we continue to create opportunities, I, I was on the Marty and McGee show, which takes up a room, so that's another space. I didn't think I was going to talk about Marty and McGee here. Um, we'll continue to look, and we'll have uh, proposal specifications. Uh, we also want to be attentive from the conference perspective. If we're going to be creative about how do might we engage fans, really to Rachel's question about building our fan base. Um, moving it around is, is a natural outcome of that thought process. And then whether it's, it's Hoover or Atlanta or Nashville, how do we creatively work to make sure the media gets their jobs done, but maybe make it a celebratory event as well. I think that's what I'd put on people's plates, be it Hoover or other cities that may have an interest in the future. We have one on the front row right here. <clears throat> Excuse me. You had one? Yeah, Just go ahead and row loud. Okay. I can hear you. To, uh, to go back to the main comments with the new officiating website and the Twitter account, what do you hope to accomplish with that? Is it possible that that kind of information being disseminated creates a less toxic environment for officials when they do things that fan bases don't do? I don't know if it creates... Um, less blowback on officiating calls. Uh, I don't think I can win everyone on the officiating issue, and, and I accept that. But I also don't accept that the, the, the bucket of goodwill and credibility has to just stand empty. And rather than word the trans, use the word transparency, how can we educate people about all that goes into our officiating? So I said we have highly committed people of integrity officiating games, and they want to officiate games correctly. The game doesn't lend itself to being perfect, whether you're a player, coach calling plays, or, or, or an official. Um, and people have to realize that. It's not just a Saturday event in football. It's not just a Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday event in basketball. And we want people to see all the work that goes in, whether it's through the week or through the year. You know, one of the questions was, well, what does Steve Shaw do? You know, Steve Shaw uh, has a full-time job dedicated to uh, supporting, officiating, to guiding our program. And uh, 
that's a, a level of commitment that's important to us and one that we'll continue to support and probably expand upon how we support officiating. Over here in the front. Clint Switzer, uh, Great American Sports Network in Kansas City. Commissioner, you spoke uh, about the sanctions levied to the University of Missouri. How important is it for you to um, kind of have the backs of, of institutions like Missouri and um, other schools in the SEC that may face uh, you know, these, these kind of adverse situations? The, the goal for us is very clearly stated to our institutions. It's never to pull down a championship banner, never give back a championship trophy, and never have a team banned from postseason because we can't follow the NCAA's rules or meet their academic standards. That's uniform for everyone. And, and we have a responsibility in, in advising and supporting our institutions as they work through an infractions process. And we do that with Missouri. We do that with every institution um, that, that walks through that process. And that's uh, a responsibility that we take very seriously for everyone. On the riser in the middle. Rashad Snell, Alabama News Network in Montgomery. Um, this year, the SEC will have alcohol sales in stadiums. Just talk about that being mixed with rowdy fans and 21-year-old college kids already. We, uh, we changed our uh, prohibitive policy on alcohol in the general seating area this year, and we did so after a year-long discussion with a working group, and actually after years of conversation about whether the SEC should continue to be the only conference with this absolute prohibition. Uh, the change allows institutions autonomy to make decisions about selling alcohol, but does so within, again, the only conference circumstance where we have management expectations for the sale and availability of alcohol. There's no sales within stand.